Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Garrison Ministries. You're listening to our opening theme song, Lean On Me, by Bill Wither, because Angel Heart Garrison Ministries wants you to know that you can call on us if you need a friend, if you need prayer, if you need a helping hand. Angel Heart Garrison Ministries is a domestic missionary ministry and a lighthouse of prayer whose focus is outreach to the homeless, brokenhearted, abandoned, abused, rejected, and lost. And if you'd like more information on Angel Heart Garrison Ministries, please go to our website at angel-heartgarrisonministries.org. Matthew chapter 25, verses 34 through 36 and 40 says, Come ye, blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was in hunger, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in, naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it also unto me. This is the vision of Angel Heart Garrison Ministry. I'm Apostle Ramona Haswell, and I'm your facilitator for this hour. We're coming to you today with a word of encouragement, a word of peace that passes all understanding, a word of hope and of love to help you build your faith to overcome in victory today. I'd like to welcome each of you to our live prayer call teleconference sponsored by our ministry's Lighthouse of Prayer Group through our intercessory prayer, Shamar Warrior Team, as we fast and pray. And I remind you that this call is now recorded for future reference and may be aired at any time on other platforms at our discretion. During this time of Wednesday fasting and prayer, we open this one-hour live prayer call to the where you can call in and make your prayer request known to us after hearing some faith-filled teaching first. 
So remain on the line at the end of the call, and we will pray for you. We're a global prayer ministry who brings out Wednesday morning again by touching and agreeing over this world issue. We pray for this nation and leaders, our soldiers. We pray for marriages, families, our children, and ministries all over the world. We invite you to join with us as we fast and pray each Wednesday, as we also pray over your situation, circumstances, and your petitions each and every day. If you need prayer, you may call us on our private prayer line at 619-752-7072. God bless you today. Well, Happy New Year once again. Thank you for joining the live prayer call of Angel Heart Garrison Ministries. Today is Wednesday, January 28, 2015. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Angel Heart Garrison Ministries would like to present you, would like to bring you into the present, I'm sorry, the now of faith each Wednesday afternoon. We're still observing and celebrating the 2015 New Year in this January month. So I pray that your transition, once again, from 2014 into 2015 was swift and blessed. And I ask you to stay with us, partake of today's teaching, and receive the word from the Lord, which will be delivered um, later on on this call. So hang in there with us today. Uh, Open your Bibles with me, if you have them with you, to the Old Testament book of Psalms. And we're going to go to chapter 37 and beginning with verse 23. And it reads, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I've been young, and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is merciful and lended, and his seed is blessed. I read to you the 37th book of Psalm, verses 23 through 26. Let us pray. Father God, I just thank you, Lord God, for your presence in this place today. I ask you, the Lord, to make your place here today. In this house, in this home, Lord God, in every home, dear Heavenly Father, of every listener on this call right now, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, that as you encamp with us, dear Heavenly Father, that the angels, your angels, Lord God, encamp around about us as well. I thank you, Lord God, that you are our protector, Lord God, that you are the banner, Lord God, that you are the shepherd. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God, that you are El Royai, who sees all. You are our creator, Lord God, Lord of Lord, King of kings. I thank you, Lord God, that you are omnipotent, omnipresent. I thank you, Lord God, that you are omniscient. I thank you, Lord God, that you are sovereign. 
I thank you for your sovereignty, Lord God. I humble myself before you, Lord God. With my head bowed, Lord God, I just thank you and I just worship you now, Lord God, for you are Lord God of all. Hallelujah, Lord God. You're wonderful. You're mighty, Lord God. I love you, Lord, and I just I just want to say that this morning, how much I love you, Lord. You are beautiful. Hallelujah, Lord God. I just lift up your name today, Lord God. You're as shadow. Hallelujah, Lord God. You're great and wonderful. Yes, you are. Hallelujah, Lord God. And so now, Lord God, I come to you, Lord God, bringing the petitions of others, dear Heavenly Father, before you, laying them at your feet today, Lord God. I ask you to look on every, each and every one, dear Heavenly Father, or every petition, dear Heavenly Father, everyone on the call, Lord God, every need, Lord God, I ask you, Lord God, to look on us today, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, our needs, and your word says that we have to ask you, Lord God, if it's something that we need, you already know, but we still have to ask. So here I am, Lord God, laying it at your feet, dear Heavenly Father, asking you, Lord God, to take care of us. Be our bread today, dear Heavenly Father. Cover us, dear Heavenly Father, and every cover every need, dear Heavenly Father. Oh, Lord God, oh, Lord God, don't leave any need, dear Heavenly Father, uncovered. I ask you, Lord God, oh, Lord God, as we do what we're called to do today, Lord God, you said, oh, to focus on you, Lord God, you have our needs in hand, Lord God. So I thank you, Lord God, in advance for all that's taken care of in this day, Lord God. Oh, Lord God, every need, Lord God. I ask you, Lord God, to bless those, dear Heavenly Father, that have a need in their body today, Lord God. Oh, Lord God, give them, dear Heavenly Father, your, your, your touch, dear Heavenly Father, today. Touch them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, dear Heavenly Father. Let them, every infirmity, dear Heavenly Father, be gone in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for each and every one. Hallelujah, Lord God, that came on this call today that is coming on this call today, dear Heavenly Father, that is listening to the podcast. Hallelujah, today, right now, Lord God. Bless them, dear Heavenly Father. Bless them that the only way that you can bless, dear Heavenly Father, abundantly, dear Heavenly Father. I thank you, Lord God. You are God. You are our peace, dear Heavenly Father. I thank you for the peace for today, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. You are our peace today. I thank you, Lord God. Oh, Lord God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. That music that you were just listening to was 10,000 Reasons by Matt Redmond. Um, I hope you've been joining us as we return to our live prayer call or have had the opportunity to catch up with us and listen uh, or have been listening to the podcast recordings at www.talkshoe.com slash tc89323. Uh, over the past few Wednesdays, we've been talking about bringing in the New Year 2015 teaching on fasting and prayer. 
through the month of January out of my book, The Truth About Fasting and Prayer, where we have been learning so many truths. I'm amazed at how many truths we've really learned so far. And if you not, have not already, I invite you to go back and listen to the past podcast and get some sound teaching on the subject as we complete the series today, as well as go back and purchase that book at my website, uh, Angel Heart. Angel Dash Heart Collective Works dot web dot com. Let me turn that down a little bit. Hmm. As you know, if you're on my author page, you know that I've recently, this past December, released two books, both of which I'll be teaching out of over the next few weeks. I look forward to bringing back our leadership classes sometime uh, next month, God willing. I'm taking baby steps, and I'll be teaching in the evenings once or twice a month for my book, Are You Called to Lead, uh, 101. Um, uh, a lot going on right now, so I, I hope I'm able to do that. I'm just trying to see which way God wants me to go and so that I don't run into any uh, uh, obstacles on my path. I invite you to check out our website on our Truth and Life Word of God Speak Facebook page, for the dates and the times. And as some of you are linked with me on my Facebook author page, author Ramona Haswell, you already know I have already begun writing Leadership 201. So get in with me on these teleconference so that you don't miss anything. You can order any of my books at my discounted price from my author's website web store at angel heart Garrison CollectiveWorks.webs.com and go to the web store and order from there. If you don't see the book you want, I suggest you inbox me or email me and I'll make sure you receive it through uh, PayPal at our discounted price. Now, you know that these calls will be recorded, the, the ones that are recorded on this series, and so I will probably have excerpts of this series uh, uh, to go along with the books in the future. I'm not making any promises, but that's what it looks like it's going to happen. Uh, well, it's time to give. It's your time to give. January is the month of first fruits. If you'd like to bless God with your first fruit offering or tithe by giving to Angel Heart Garrison Ministries, please go to our website and press that PayPal button on the sidebar. You may also go to our ministry's website to get the details on our Samaritan Angel Outreach Project, where we are currently assisting long-term a few families. We update you from time to time on our website as we begin to bless these family members. We have not received funds enough yet to make a substantial donation, so I want to impress how your donation matters. You might be thinking, only have $5, only have a dollar. Every donation matters. We have to get enough to give them to make a difference in their lives and we have not been able to do that as of yet. Um, in the meantime, we'll, we continue to travel the streets of San Diego, helping those in need as we are able through your giving. We're asking you to consider making a donation today. We have a single mother of a newborn, a single mother of two teenage siblings, and a few homeless men who have, God has placed on my heart who've been wandering the streets of Oceanside for the past couple of months. I can't walk up to them and say, we want to help you and, and can't give them a few nights in a hotel for them to get themselves together, to be able to give them some um, um, uh, cards for to go and get them something to eat, you know, all of that, to get them some clothes 
We can't do it alone. We need your help. And as I said, we have not received enough donations to make a substantial difference at this time. Please continue to send the gift cards and the finances as you can. Please go to our website, angel-heartgarrisonministries.org, and go to our outreach page. Click on outreach and see what we're doing. Also, um, if you want to send your um, donation in by mail, our address is Angel Heart Garrison Ministries, PO Box 601277, San Diego, California, 92160-1277. We look forward to receiving your donation. And to become a covenant partner with Angel Heart Garrison Ministries, we'd like you to go to our homepage and read uh, how your giving will also bless you. So as we prepare the word, uh, please worship with me as I play for you Your Great Name by Natalie Grant.
once again, that was your great name by Natalie Grant. Beautiful, beautiful. That's what we prayed about this morning, his great name. We just wanted to call on him by name today, this afternoon. Once again, for those of you just coming on the line, this teaching on fasting and prayer is gleaned out of my latest book, uh, the my latest book, The Truth About Fasting and Prayer, which was released in December um, 2014. We have already gone through three parts in this series, and today we'll complete our final series with part four. Uh, we started this series with part one as we talked about fasting customs and went back to the blueprint of fasting and prayer to establish our confidence in what we are doing and why. And uh, when we first when we fast and pray, why we're, do, why we're doing this, what we're doing, what's the purpose of it, respecting our divine connection with the Israelites as we are grafted in with them through the blood of Jesus. I reminded you in the preface of my book, The Truth About Fasting and Prayer on pages 19 through 21, that the blood of Jesus grafted us into the promises that God gave to the Israelites. And we can't cover everything in four parts, so I encourage you to go to Amazon dot com or my author's website and pick up a copy of my book from our web store at angel dash heart garrison collective works dot dot com to get the full story. Uh, that's more than four parts. <laughs> Most of you know that I was raised in the South and in the South we are very hospitable people. We love to cook and we love company. We're raised to be prepared just in case someone just drops in. They have more than just enough prepared so that there's always enough. And I know I I must teach like I cook <laughs> because most of you know that I love to cook. You see my Facebook uh, recipes and all that. That's because I love to cook. I love to cook, and if I can't cook it for myself, I'll cook it for somebody else. My husband says I make his plate like he's some linebacker or something because I fill his plate almost to overflow because I want to make sure he has enough. Well, that's the way I teach also. I know I release so much information. I give you meat and some sides. Sometimes it may seem like it's a little too much information for some of you, but there are others of you that are keeping up. All I can tell you is I cut it up in small pieces, making it digestible so that you won't have trouble getting it all down. I fill your plate so that when I get up from the dinner table, you'll still be eating. Because you know what? I also have dessert covered. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's more that I can even add to what we have covered uh, on fasting and prayer to start a new book on fasting. If you haven't been on, uh, here with us during this series or you missed one or two live calls, I encourage you to go back with your, with your book and listen to those missed recordings at www.talkshoe.com slash tc slash 89323. So please open your Bibles. Let us get started to the Old Testament book of Nehemiah chapter 1 as I read to you verses 1 through 4. Nehemiah chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. And it reads, the words of Nehemiah, the son of Halak, Hakaliah, and it came to pass in the month Chislu in the 20th year as I was in Shushan, the palace, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah. And I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction. 
and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass, when I heard these words, hallelujah, that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. I've read to you uh, Nehemiah chapter 1, verses verses 1 through 4 uh, from the New King James Version. Uh, May the Lord bless the hearer and also the reader of this word. Father God, I just ask you to touch my mouth today, Lord God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I ask you, Lord God, that every word, dear Heavenly Father, that comes out of my mouth and pierces the ears of the listener, dear Heavenly Father, O Lord God, be approved by you, Lord God. And be a rhema revelation seed, dear Heavenly Father, into their spirits, Lord God, that will manifest, Lord God, a great harvest uh, back to them, Lord God, blessing them that they may bless others, that they may be a blessing, a vessel, dear Heavenly Father, that it is available to you. Hallelujah, Lord God, I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> well, we started this study on fasting and prayer, part one, as we discussed fasting customs and established eight customs about fasting and prayer. And then we continue with part two, talking about dieting and fasting, and we added eight more truths. And last week in part three, we talked about the ultimate results of fasting and prayer, continuing our truth. So far, with uh, those two parts uh, have grown from eight to 15, which I'll, I'll not repeat, but encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast of those calls. And as we continue with part three, more truths began to spring forth with number 16. And ultimate result number 16, no, 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 truth, let me see, ultimate result. No, truth. Truth number 16 is three ultimate results of fasting and prayer are wisdom, skill in learning, and understanding in all vision and dreams. Truth number 17 is fasting breaks strongholds. Truth number 18, fasting draws you closer to God where you hear from him. 19, you may not only understand visions and dreams, but routinely and diligently fasting and praying can result in your ability to interpret them. These are truths that we learned from uh, last week's conference. Number 20, fasting and prayer assists you when attempting to break habits. And number 21, Breaking strongholds can empower us to the next level through fasting and prayer to manifest deliverance. This is what we learned last week. Now we have 21 truths so far. That might help you endure a more beneficial fast than you have in the recent past. If you want to know all the truths that are listed in that book, I suggest you pick up a copy for yourself, The Truth About Fasting and Prayer by Apostle Ramona Haswell. Today we'll begin our discussion, as always, during this series, with me repeating our disclaimer. I know you thought you got away with it, but once again, which we'll also, uh, you'll also uh, hear a few times uh, and see in the Truth About Fasting and Prayer book. Uh, now, some people have health issues that will not allow them to go completely without food. But whether or not you currently have a health issue, I place a disclaimer at the beginning of my book as well as continue to remind you here uh, of it throughout these calls. 
Angel Heart Garrison Ministries or Angel Heart Garrison or Ramona Haswell shall not claim responsibilities for any adverse reactions experienced as a result of fasting within these guidelines. All listeners of this telecast and readers of my book, The Truth About Fasting and Prayer, are advised to first consult your physician prior to beginning any fast or diet. Now that that's out of the way, uh, before we start our word on the foundation of fasting, uh, which is our final word, since we didn't quite finish our 12th ultimate results last week, I want to clear that and then go into our discussion on the final word in this series on fasting and prayer afterward as we continue to look at the benefits of the ultimate results of fasting. In my book, beginning with page 101, if you have your book, I list 12 results. Uh, although there may be more than 12, I just list 12 to give you a foundation to work with. I encourage you to go back and listen to those first six ultimate results because I don't have time to repeat them today. But I'm going to continue with ultimate result number seven, which is fasting breaks stronghold. As we discussed previously, a stronghold is basically a condition that has become a lifestyle, unchangeable, by unusual or natural methods requiring a breaking or a release, similar to the analogy of a monkey on the back of an addict. We've talked about this several times before. That gathering in the book of Mark, chapter 4, was so possessed that once he broke his chains, he still could not be restrained to have them reapplied. Um, they had to uh, bind him, hold him down, and then um, um, chain him to, a, I think it was a, um, um, in the cemetery, a little cave, they chained him because, you know, they took him out of the city because he was really scaring the people. Uh, I remember I said, I believe it was in 2013 that I began to first say this, you can break every chain all you want to, ha. but if you don't get deliverance, you're just another lunatic walking around with broken chains on your wrist and ankle. This is where I picked this up from because it's the truth. He was still a lunatic even though his chains were broken. In Mark chapter 5, verses 2 through 6, uh, the NIV reads, When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain, for he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. Well, it's obvious, since the man ran and fell on his knees in front of Jesus, that the man was aware of his own condition, but he couldn't fix himself. Uh, he, he was probably he probably felt guilty for what he was doing. He, he probably was, was ashamed. They called him a lunatic. However, he wasn't so crazy that he didn't know that Jesus, when he, uh, when, he didn't know Jesus when he walked on the scene. He knew he not only knew Jesus, but he knew of him. He was a lunatic, but he knew of him, and he knew that Jesus could fix him. Good word of mouth will get you somewhere, I tell you. We use the book of Daniel chapter 10 as an example here of the prophet who chastened himself before the Lord, which is another way of saying consecrated through fasting and praying and seeking the Lord. 
We actually read about a, a battle in the angelic realm in verse 13 that persisted on his behalf for three weeks to get an answer to him from God. The angel Gabriel began to give Daniel the word from the Lord regarding the vision in verse 14. If you've not read uh, this chapter, I advise you to go back and read it because you will see angels operating on behalf of Daniel. Michael and the angels, Michael and Gabriel, fought against Satan and his imps to get this message to Daniel regarding his vision. As a matter of fact, the angel Gabriel said that even as he was speaking to to Daniel, the fight was continuing with uh, angel Michael leading the way there. That's the power of fasting and prayer and manifestation. In the area of strongholds, the results of fasting and prayer can produce deliverance. By pulling down strongholds, receiving the kind of power you need to reign over the temptations of the flesh, habits, uh, um, Matthew seventeen twenty one, and according to Second Corinthians 10 and 4 and 5, go there and, and look that up. Uh, truth number 22, I'm going to give you the truth while I'm going today. People sometimes go on a fast to put their bodies into subjections to withdraw from addiction, like narcotics, uh, caffeine, nicotine and even sex. Um, uh, The results of fasting can produce uh, deliverance, also see, and giving up the power to take territory in areas, giving us the power to take territory in areas where spirits have been more resistant to deliverance, according to Matthew 10 and 7 and Mark 16, 15 through 16. And C, producing um, or manifesting results. The seen versus the unseen can bring uh, about the manifestation of what you've been praying for or from out of the spiritual realm into the natural realm as happened as the angels fought in the angelic realm on behalf of Daniel while he fasted. Second Corinthians 4.18 clearly tells us that, tells us this uh, while talking about enduring light affliction. It reads, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You are fasting for eternal results. Truth number 23, everything that Jesus commissioned his disciples to do shall manifest to the utmost through the discipline of fasting and prayer. Truth number 24, you can expect when you pray to receive that that you have petitioned the Father in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, through his sacrificial blood as you fast. Ultimate result number eight. I have to drink a lot of water today, so I hope you can be patient with me. Fasting and prayer incites forgiveness. In Deuteronomy 9, 18 through 29, we see Moses entering a 40-day fast because of Israel and Aaron. When Moses was gone away from them up to the mountain face-to-face with God, Aaron and some of the Israelites went back to producing, uh, uh, melting down their gold and and producing idols and worshiping those idols. Well, Deuteronomy chapter 9, 19 through 20, tells us that God was so wroth, he was so mad, displeasured and angry because of Aaron that he wanted to destroy Aaron and the people right on the spot. Aaron stood out because he'd been left in charge. He was one of the leaders. He was left in charge in Moses' absence. Moses explains to Aaron why he'd done this beginning in verse 21, why God was so angry. 
Moses saw this, and immediately in verse 25, he explains that he fell down at the first and entered into a fast. The story says that it took 40 days of fasting by Moses to press into that place where first he could push past his own feelings and forgive Aaron, and secondly, that he could come before God to sincerely intercede. Uh, That means he needed to repent on behalf of Israel and press in for God's forgiveness before God was willing to forgive Aaron for what he'd done. Not only did Moses fast, he also gave a burnt offering on Aaron's behalf. He was trying to save Aaron's life, and he was petitioning on behalf of the Israelites as well. Moses was surely pressing in for the sake of Aaron's life and the people. Truth number 25, fasting avails us the opportunity to stand in the gap for another through the heart of forgiveness. Hallelujah. You got to be, you got to have a forgiving heart. As a warrior, as a prayer warrior, as a man or woman of God, you have to be forgiving. You have to be open to forgive and keep on going because we are needed on this battlefield. Uh, Another ultimate result of fasting and prayer, number nine, is soul salvation. Hallelujah. Uh, Joel chapter 1, 14 through 15, chapter 2, 12 through 16, and 28 through 32, and Jonah chapter 3, 5 through 10, remind us that soul salvation is one of the most ultimate results of fasting and prayer. In the prophetic book of Joel, we know that the fast is very significant because this book speaks to us about end-time prophecy. It talks about the latter rain and the former rain, God's northern army, what the clergy, the pulpit, and the intercessors should be doing. It talks about fasting and prayer and weeping between the porch and the all, all for the sake of souls. Do you realize what this is about? It's not so you can get a house. It's not so that you can get a new car. It's for the sake of souls. It's for this end-time hour that we're living in right now. And as you read through the book of Joel, you'll find the significance of true, focused, in-depth, Fasting and prayer leads to a life of holiness and righteousness and manifestation of victory in prayer. As we're interceding in prayer during our fast, we are to pray for the lost. Therefore, we extend our request in prayer for ministering angels, which bring it into the ears of the lost, uh, workers in the harvest preparing souls to receive the word of God. Because you've got to prepare the soil before you can plant a seed. So there are people that these the people the lost will cross the the paths of of uh, God's people who will say oh Jesus loves you um you know you know they'll give them a word and that's preparing that soil to receive the word of God uh, that the gospel is preached throughout all the world and for our leaders delivering the word as you fast please remember to pray that the gospel is reached all over the world. And in, I can say roughly, we've got it. We've got that covered now. And so we know, this is why we know that we're in the end time hour. Uh, ultimate result number 10 to fasting and prayer. Uh, fasting draws us into victory. I suggest you read Judges chapter 20, the whole chapter. And First Samuel chapter 7 and 8 and verses 10 to 13. As you delve into the book of Nehemiah, um, the uh, scripture that we read when we opened up, uh, Nehemiah chapter uh, 1, read all four chapters, the first four chapters. You'll see that he had a commission to rebuild the wall that had been brought down previously when 10 of the tribes of Judah were scattered to the north and there were only a few Israelites left suffering. Uh, 
And seeing the state of this wall, Nehemiah fasted. See, the wall would be, see, he wasn't praying for a wall. He was praying for the people. He, he noticed the people needed to be protected inside that wall. And if you can't be protected, I was talking to my husband uh, the other day, and I was saying to him, I said, you know, basically you need two walls. You need a wall because, you know, we, I, you know I love to garden. So you need a, a wall around your own house. But then there's the rest of your land. You want to you, you wanna keep your your um, your flowers and all that, you know, encased in, in, in or in a fence. So you, you got your flowers inside the little fence, but you have a more perimeter. You have more land. And so you need a, a, a wall also around the, the perimeter of the land that you own. And so that first wall is your first wall of protection. That second wall is if they get through the first wall, they still got to get through the second wall. So it's the first wall that Nehemiah wanted to rebuild. He caught the vision in that fast. God gave Nehemiah authority, direction, vision, provisions, and revelations. If you read those four chapters of Nehemiah, and you know that I spoke on this uh, some Sometime before, I think in 2012, you might go back and listen to some of the 2012 podcasts or go back and read uh, uh, my uh, five-set devotionals. I, I teach on some of those devotionals are things that I've taught on, some of the messages that I taught on in 2012. So go back and, and do some research. One revelation or ultimate result and truth number 26 was due to his fast was that God revealed the strategies of the enemy to Nehemiah so that he firstly would not allow himself to be provoked into coming down off that wall, and secondly, so that he could set watches over the walls where there were breaches. You, oh, I know you remember me talking about showing up breaches. Um, truth number 27, God gave Nehemiah strategies to see the vision of what to do if the enemy would come against them. And Nehemiah prepared the workers and warriors by saying, when they hear the trump sounding, when they knew to stand, they knew to stand ready to war. Even in the midst of all that they said uh, that was going on, they said, our God will fight for us. They were sure, they were sure that they were on God's side. Hallelujah. Truth number 28, their faith had, had developed so strongly that they knew without a doubt that they had already won any battle they were about to face. That's the confidence we have to have. We know that we're on God's side. You know good well, if we're on God's side, we're going to win. That faith was conceived out of, out of Nehemiah's staff. Do you see that? That's out of truth number 28. The Old Testament is filled with victories that came about as a result of prayer combined with fasting. Truth number 29, because of fasting and prayer, Nehemiah successfully built that wall. Daniel received his answer from, from, from God while the angels fought. Jehoshaphat conquered his fear and won his battle. God forgave the Israelites over and over and over and over again because of fasting and prayer. Okay, ultimate result number 11, fasting opened doors. Hallelujah. We see an example of a crippling of the power of darkness through fasting in the book of Acts, chapter 13, uh, verses 1, 2, through 3, and uh, uh, number 8 through 11. God has surely set the path and opened the door for Cornelius, as well as prophets and teachers, Barnabas and Simeon, for they 
uh, as a fasted and prayed, the scripture reveals that God separated Barnabas and Saul out to go forth in Seleucia, and from there they uh, sailed to Cyprus, where the word of, the, of God says that there, that is where John assisted them. And then Paphos, where the enemy had set ambushments in the form of a sorcerer named Elimus, whose assignment was to keep them out, distract them. Saul, filled with the Holy Ghost, looking on him, identified the spirit, called him a child of the devil, and blinded him while rebuking him. Fasting had empowered Paul at his elevation with the ability to cripple darkness so that their way was not hindered to go and to do as God had set them aside to do. They had been set aside. You can't let anything stop you. You have to uh, fast and pray this so that God can reveal things to you, give you revelations so you can see things, expose and uncover. They went through the open door by way of the wisdom God had imparted into them via the Holy Ghost as they fasted. Remember, the ultimate result shall be what God wants to happen in your life, blessings beyond measure. Isaiah 58, 8 and 9 says, then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy re-reward. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. The word of God tells us that God opens doors that no man can close. Truth number 30. Fasting helps us to know what to do and or to expect at these open doors. When uh, God calls us to churches, cities, and nations, he opens the doors that grant access. However, we must go into a fast or consecration for the rhema revelation of where these doors are, whether this is clearly the will of the Father and not a strategy of the enemy. You've got to know whose voice you're listening to, assurance that our way has been made clear, that he set angels on our path to go before us. Uh, have you heard when clergy uh, are, are requested to speak, man of God, woman of God, is want them to come to your church and speak, and their reply is, let me pray on that and see what the Lord says? Well, that's what we have to do, and this is why. We, sometimes we have to fast and pray. Peter, while imprisoned after the death of James, was being held over awaiting his impending death. This is during the time that they were killing the, the, the leaders uh, and, and all Christians. Well, it didn't turn out as planned because the people of God fasted and prayed on his behalf. They prayed unrelenting 24-7 on his behalf. Their prayers, the word of God said, were answered swiftly, and the angel of God delivered Peter to the home where group prayer was still going on uh, continually on his behalf. In this end time hour, our leaders are dodging arrows more than you know, and we need to be covered by your prayers. Most of God's end time leaders are so bombarded by the enemy that we are falling by the wayside with medical problems, cancer, high blood pressure, stroke, heart disease, leaving their pulpits, and even committing suicide. We're carrying, and, and, and even they're being threatened in their community uh, being shot. You know, I, they're, even here in San Diego, we're dealing with that type of thing. We had a, um, a bishop that was shot, I believe it was a bishop, that was shot a, a few weeks ago out here. He and uh, one of his elders were uh, outside early in the morning talking, um, getting ready, I guess, to go into the church, and uh, somebody just walked up, walked up to them and shot them. 
uh, we're carrying a valuable package, and we need your help to get to the destination. The body of Christ has got to get more serious about prayer in this end time hour. In my book, Are You Called to Lead?, I remind leaders that the purpose of the fivefold is not fulfilled, and we are still needed for the, the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. And that's according to Ephesians chapter 4, 11 through 14. You need to go and read it. We haven't completed our task, so therefore the fivefold is still needed. So, um, you know, just, just keep us in your prayers. I remind readers that we have not come to the fullness of this purpose yet. Therefore, I'm asking, and and God is requiring that we pray for our leaders. It's time for God's people to wake up and get back on your watch and do whatever you have to do in prayer to help us get our packages, which is the word, the gospel, to their destination. Sometimes fasting is required. There's a war going on, people of God, and the enemy is using real artillery, like I said, shooting us even, that we have the ability to cast down with prayer. The recent death of a great leader, Dr. Miles Monroe, I'm reminded, he died in a plane crash uh, a few months back. I believe uh, because we have been complacent and haven't been praying in this end time hour as we should, there should be 24-7 prayer going forth for ministry, for leaders at your church, like it was done for Peter. Fasting and prayer is a necessity. Hallelujah. We lost James, the word of God said, but we determined not to lose Peter. The reason that they prayed unceasingly for Peter was because of the death of James, whose beheading has really actually surprised them. They, they got caught off guard. The people had not been focused. However, because of James' death, they refocused and became serious about prayer. And Peter benefited from that. It's time for the body of Christ to fully awaken and heed to the call to fast and pray. And finally, our 12th ultimate result of fasting and prayer is to walk in the utmost power of the anointing. Hallelujah. We understand from Matthew 4 that before Jesus walked in his full authority, he went into seclusion as he fasted for 40 days. After being confronted by the devil and defeating his cunning gang, uh, Jesus proceeded in ministry as we learned that his first miracle manifested at the wedding feast where he turned water into wine. That was his first miracle. From this point forward, we see Jesus walking in his full authority while fellowshipping, preaching, teaching, casting out demons, and healing. And it didn't start until after his 40-day fast. Now, we know from our previous conversations that the disciples of John knew of the ritual of fasting. So the discipline of fasting was not something that they would have been, that would have been new to them. However, whether or not Jesus' disciples were familiar with the ritual of fasting is a good question because we realize these disciples were not picked out of the synagogue. They were uh, selected by Jesus in the place where they worked, as fishermen or, or whatever their jobs were. They were uh, picked up there. And, and that's when he said to them, come and follow me, remember? So because if you recall, Jesus explained to them that they had not fasted because they had had him with them. They had a divine connection that the others, John the Baptist's disciples, didn't have. If you continue reading in Matthew chapter 17, it may appear that Jesus seems to change the conversation from fasting to his impending death. However, if you understand this transition, then you'll note that 
in speaking of his death, he was also referring to when they would begin fasting on a regular basis after his death to keep them connected to the power, to the source of the power. You understand? Right there, they had him with him, but he knew he was going to die, so he had to tell them that he was, they were going to need to start fasting after he died. Well, when they followed Jesus, they saw him teaching, preaching, casting out these. He's the master teacher. And, and they began to pick up on what Jesus was doing because their firsthand privilege of being in his circle allowed them to see and believe. But there came a time when their faith and their ability to perform themselves was questioned when they came upon a man in Matthew seventeen fourteen who had a son described as a lunatic in verse 15. The man explained to Jesus that he brought his son to the disciples, but they were able to cure him. And so Jesus' retort to his disciples in verses 17 and 20 supports the inference that it was their lack of faith which resulted in their inability to cast the demon out, then telling them some things come only with prayer and fasting. And so we see that the man's son was cured immediately when Jesus cast out the demon in verse 18. So we understand that the disciples had some power, but in order to have the utmost power, they needed to fast and pray, which Jesus explained would remedy the problem. And again, before going to the wedding, Jesus was fasting and prayed up. By the time he started in his ministry, he was walking in the fullness of his anointing, fully capable of casting out the same demons that the disciples were having difficulty casting out. As we prayed, we must always be ready to walk as God has been instructing us to do while we were in the fast. When you are fasting, you're fasting to hear from God. He's imparting into you instruction and direction that when you need it will come up in you as a revelation. We must always, because he's putting all of that in you during your fast. And there's a time that you're going to need it that it comes out. That's, a, that's why you can't be empty. You have to be full. Because as you're giving out, you're, you're also emptying out. You're emptying out yourself. That's why you also, as leaders, have to keep fed. You have to keep word in you. You have to keep word in your ear. You have to keep word in your eye gaze. You have to have word coming at you all kind of way because you're always giving it out. Do you think that if you continue to give it out, that you have anything left for yourself? So you've got to keep it coming in. Truth number 31, some things come only with fasting and prayer. Remember once again, you can pray without fasting, but you cannot fast without praying. If you're preparing for ordination or consecration, truth number 32 is that a 40-day fast is imperative to not only draw you in closer with God, but also empower you to be able to walk in the supernatural power needed to fulfill your mandate in your anointing. Truth number 33, and the only way to bring your, our carnal man into subjection to our spirit is the discipline of fasting. Truth number 34, fasting is humbling. Truth number 35, fasting requires submission. Fasting is a type of mourning. That's truth number 36. As I discuss in my book, there's a dying to self that has to happen when we fast. My favorite book of all my prayer-related books is my book entitled Hindrances to Prayer, which touches on the steps to successfully die to self. I feel it's a book that most of God's people could benefit by because it causes us to do a self-examination and to be honest with ourselves 
because we're trying to meet a true goal. So if someone asked me to suggest that one book out of my 15 books, Hindrances to Prayer is that one I suggest. And I know when I suggest it that it won't stop there. It will cause you to go to the next book and the next and the next. As a matter of fact, when my daughter was diagnosed with four-stage cancer when she was three years old, before I knew anything about fasting, my younger sister, Ivy Kathleen, pulled me aside and told me she was fasting for Kenya's recovery. I thank God for my sister, Ivy Kathleen, who pursued God while he was getting me together and changing me, teaching me, holding time for me until I got the rainbow revelation of healing. I had no idea then what she was sacrificing for, for her needs. But I know now. I know now what I didn't know then. I got my baby back healed and whole with all the prayers of agreement surrounding my sister, those who were fasting, and my diligence to find the truth in the word of God while surrounded and protected by the angels of the Lord. I got my baby back. And I thank God that fasting allowed him to hold time on my behalf because that's the only way I could have gotten all that I got. He held time for me. So I got so much rhema revelation during those months while she was her, her her healing was manifesting. But so he he held time for me to get it while holding on to the Creator and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide me in all truth regarding my lifestyle that had created my situation. Glory to God! I got my baby back. Fasting produces ultimate results. So you can fast for ultimate results or you can fast for show as a hypocrite. Read Matthew chapter 6, 16 through 18 to, to determine which one you want to be. Uh, ultimate results say that this is the kind of fasting I want. Free, from, free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. And that's Isaiah 58, 6 and that's from the New Living Testament. Matthew 6 encourages us to fast in secret with discretion, not openly or publicly to be seen of others, for them to say, look at so-and-so, she's so spiritual, she fasts every Wednesday. I know because she talks about it all the time, and she's all, she always looks hungry or she's always talking about how hungry she is while she's fasting. You don't want to be that person. <laughs> the reasons for your fast are as important to God as the ritual of a fast. Because if the fast is done out of order, it will not produce the ultimate results you are expecting. Isaiah 58, 3 and 4 says, we have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We've done much penance, and you don't even notice it. I will tell you why. It's because you are living for yourselves even while you're fasting. You keep right on impressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. And that's Isaiah 58, 3 and 4. Go and read it for yourself. When you fast for the right reasons, with the right spirit, it's not that this is a fast I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy home? When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh, the ultimate result shall be what God wants to happen in your life, spiritually and naturally. The ultimate result is breakthrough. You get to see the manifestation of your prayer. The Word of God tells us that the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man 
availeth much. That's James 5.16. I want to see if if if, uh, Sister Johnson is on the line. Sister Johnson, are you on the line? I was going to give her the opportunity today to give her testimony. I know she works, so she might not be able to do that uh, for us, Uh, but I know her testimony. Her testimony also is in my book, and I think it's on page 21, uh, 121 of my book. So I want you to, when you get the book, go to uh, page 121. I dedicated this book to Sister Gisla Daniel Johnson, and um, it's in the Truth About Fasting and Prayer. She's an old high school friend of mine who came back into my life via Facebook. Actually, her sister, Poppy, and I were in the same grade in high school, and we were good friends. And as a matter of fact, Gigi, we called her uh, we called her Gigi, was in the uh, <laughs> same grade with my younger sister that I talked about earlier, Ivy Kathleen. Copy and I in the 12th grade were big sisters to them at our all-girl Catholic high school in Compton, California. However, a divine connection has been made in our adult lives, and she's now one of Angel Heart Garrison Ministries Intercessory Prayer Team's Shamar Prayer prayer warriors. You will see why I dedicated this book to her as I refer to her on page 121 of the book. But I want you to know that she is a warrior who knows how to fast and pray and to get ultimate results. Get that book and turn to that page and see what her ultimate result has been. Her ultimate result was life. We may even uh, call on her again uh, during another session, even though it's not fasting and prayer, and give her an opportunity to give her uh, her testimony. I want you to know she's a warrior who knows how to fast and pray and get ultimate results. Fasting is not done for show, public display, or to shine a light on you. The focus is not you. However, you can be example as I use my sister, Ivy Kathleen, and, and Sister Johnson to impress you to go all the way in your fast and pursue ultimate results as they did. They accomplished this through their faith in God that his promises will not fail or fall to the ground. Now, I want to continue on page 37 of The Truth About Fasting and Prayer uh, and as we complete today's session. This is why I choose to be diligent in fasting and prayer. It's It's a part of my own spiritual consecration and discipline because as you learn with my 2014 Testament, testimony, my own personal 2014 testimony that I gave, I think in part two, I never know when I'll be confronted by the enemy. I need to see continual breakthroughs in my life because I live on the battlefield. Isaiah 58, 3 says, wherefore have we fasted and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast, we find pleasure and exact all your labors. Then shall your light break forth. I've already read that one for you. That's Isaiah 58, 8, 9. Fasting has no benefit to those walking in disobedience to God. Once again, as I wield my steel bow rake, and if you know me, I'm a gardener, and you know that I, I love to get out there in that dirt, and I know what tools to use out that dirt. I'm using the steel bow rake uh, to tell you that a good definition of a fast is a continued substitution of food and or drink when incre- with increasing 
heartfelt, remorseful prayer in order to come to a spiritual place within oneself of humility, repentance, and sincerity of heart where one may hear from God. Uh, Once again, I want to read my disclaimer uh, because I have to keep you aware. All listeners of this telecast and readers of my book, The Truth About Fasting Prayer, are advised to first consult with your physician prior to beginning any fast or diet. Praise God for this word on fasting and prayer. As we end our series on fasting today with part four, I want to remind you once again to order your book where you can get all the truths about fasting and prayer. I think we did about 35 today. So God bless you. And uh, uh, I'm going to give you an opportunity um, to, if you have not already, to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Oh, Lord God. I, I really be pushing it, I tell you all these. <laughs> I want to get done by 1 o'clock. I really try to get done by 1 o'clock, and I, I notice that I've been going over. Um, this gives you an opportunity right now to, to receive Jesus Christ, hallelujah, as your personal Savior. Isaiah 53, 3 through 10 says, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we had seen him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. Hallelujah. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes. We are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. Hallelujah, Lord God. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. For thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Take this opportunity today to repent and ask Jesus into your life today. We all know that tomorrow is not promised. Hallelujah, I know it. Hallelujah, in the middle of the night, I knew it. This is a right-now decision. You don't have time to contemplate or think about it, or I'll get back to you, Lord. It's a right-now decision. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him, and I'll sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, and am set down with my Father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. If he's impressing you today, right now, to open that door, give us a call at the close of this teleconference today. If you need prayer, you may place your private prayer request on our email, a lighthouse of prayer at yahoo.com, or call me immediately at 619-752-7072 after this call. Please don't place your prayer request on our website or our Facebook page. Or you can remain on the line today because our 
lines will be unmuted, unmuted for your call. We hope you will enjoy. Join us next Wednesday, the same time, the same access code. As we come back, thank you with the word. Well, with the new word, we're not even going to do fasting and praying anymore. We're done with that. I want to thank uh, Sister Daniel Johnson for not, uh, well, she didn't come today, but I do want to thank her for trying to get in here on this series of the truth about fasting and prayer. And I hope that she will have an opportunity soon to give her testimony with us. As I close this call, I pray New Year's prophetic blessings over you and your household as you contemplate and fully digest the word that you received today and that you reverence the voice of the Lord speaking his plan into your purpose. We're closing today with Cornerstone by Hillstone. Hillsong, I'm sorry, from the Wild Worship CD number two. I'm Apostle Ramona Haswell, and from Angel Heart Garrison Ministries, we thank you for joining with us today. May the Lord grace you with his presence in your homes and send his angels to protect the seed of the word planted in you today and to minister further to you after this call. May he bless you and keep you while we're absent one from another. This I ask in Jesus' name. God bless you today. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.